So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, Big Jer. In the house, he is my co-host. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man with the power, and even more so this week because we're going to talk about his quarterback and wide receiver rankings. My man, Jerry, how are you? Well, Randall, as most people know, Monday night was not a great night for Gerald Sinclair. Uh, as a person that wears the green and white rather often, watching the Michigan Wolverines win a dominant national championship and having my phone explode from every friend that I've ever talked shit to in the history of time, and I have a, a history of doing that, uh, they let me know about it. Uh, on the bright side, I get Goff's Revenge Tour, so hopefully that can make up for it, because if the Lions can win a Super Bowl, then I can just pretend that this past Monday never existed. How are you? How are you? You didn't have your arch nemesis win a national championship this week. I did not, but I will tell you, if you have the Lions winning the Super Bowl, you do not want to go to Player Profiler's YouTube page and watch my five-minute playoff preview prediction for our friends at Player Profiler. Won't spoil that. It should be up. By the time that you're hearing this, I would think, I don't know, I uh, producer Kevin uploads this stuff. I just work here. But uh, yeah, speaking of player profiler, if you're listening on the Dynasty Warzone Network, you want to subscribe over there. I've got a new episode of the Dynasty War Zones, the Dynasty War Games. It'll be dropping on Friday. And then if you're into rookies, we're going to talk about what we're going to be talking about here in just a second. But Dallas has dropped another edition of the Rookie Rundown. That'll be Saturday. So Thursday, Dynasty Warzone. Friday, Dynasty War Games. Saturday, the rookie rundown. If you're wanting rookie content and you're you're, you're hype, you just you, you you can't get enough. Check out the Dynasty War Zone. Whether you're a podcast consumer or a YouTube consumer, just subscribe to what makes your life easier. Turn those notifications on. You will not miss a thing. But uh, Jerry, uh, I I feel like uh, good people, bad tweets is a repeat performance. But before we get into that, I, I want to introduce you because you know you're uh, you're the man of the hour. But I want to introduce you to a sponsor that maybe you haven't heard from because you don't host the gambling podcast like I do. Sure. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with sure. Let's play on battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com, the code is Underworld. Betel.com, the code is Underworld, or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. There you go, Betel. Jerry, if you want to you take one of your better fantasy or dynasty rosters and you want to go compete with somebody, you can check out Betel. Use the promo code Underworld. You'll get that deposit match, and uh, we'll give you the hookup. So, Jerry, uh, before we get into your dynasty rankings, what are you making right now of all this news of coaching, firing some big names, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel? Wow. Uh, we have not got the definitive word on Uncle Bill Belichick. What are your thoughts 
coming into this, uh, I guess Black Monday was three or four days ago as we speak, but thoughts? It's wild. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't see the Pete Carroll thing coming. I don't think anybody saw the Vrabel thing coming. It's absolutely bonkers. Matt Eberflus gets to keep his job, though, which, you know, that's that sounds about right. But, Randy, I don't know. Look at Gemma making an appearance, looking adorable if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, a little spitfire, even more so than Randy is. But what did, what did Pete Carroll have to do? I mean, he's got Gino. Like, what do, you, what do you want from this man? He's doing good enough. Good God. He made it to the playoffs last year with Gino. But but eventually, this is what's killing Pittsburgh. That we, yeah, we, we I mean, that's fair. Record every, every year, and we're just good enough because we have tradition. At some point, you 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 got to stop getting there and just get there. That's and, fair. And, and, and Seattle is ready to move forward. I, I think Pete's going to stay in some capacity, like in an yeah. advisor-type role. What I will tell you, it's already started. It's already started. The Kyle Pitts truthers cannot contain themselves. They are looking for anything to be the reason to move that man up the rankings. Not as oh, it's a he he didn't disclose a full MCL PCL repair. Yep, that's why he wasn't any good this year. Up, oh, up, oh, Arthur Smith's gone. I'm telling you, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, if you go looking for trouble, you'll find it. And if you go looking for a reason to like a dynasty player, you're going to find one. Um, I'm not saying that Arthur Smith is not good that he's gone, but I think you want to think about who's going to be the coach and who's going to be the quarterback because it wasn't like Kyle Pitts lacked volume. He had the same volume as Cole Komet, who finishes like tight end five, tight end six. It was poor quality volume that slowed him down. But yeah, that's what I'm seeing. It's the the people that want to believe are believing uh, Justin Fields. I will tell you this. Um, I got some pushback from my boy Dallas. Uh, again, he does the rookie rundown. He is a big Chicago Bears fan. I posted the stats of both Justin Fields and Daniel Jones through their first three seasons of the NFL. Jerry, without giving it away, how scary is it? Right. I mean, yeah, it, it, they're similar. I'll give you that. They're similar. Not only are they similar metrically, they both play for an old, stodgy franchise that's really like the NFL's version of a mom and pop, right? It's 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 not like it's owned by a corporation like the, the Denver Broncos are now, basically, with the Walton family, the you know attached to Walmart money, or David Tepper, a hedge fund genius. It's we inherited this from our parents. It's been handed down. It's generational wealth, and it's ran like that. You know, both guys have been the victims of bad offensive lines less than A-plus weapons. Now, in this year, DJ Moore was a, was a nice addition, but you get my point. They are the same guy. I will just tell you that Daniel Jones needs Justin Fields' PR team. But we're going to save, save the Justin Fields talk for next week because next week we're going to hand out our 2023 Dynasty and Seasonal Awards. We'll be talking about our Commissioner of the Year, Dynasty MVP, et cetera, et cetera. Jerry, we do it every year. We're going to get through the playoffs. Now, I haven't told Jerry this, but I, I love Jerry. And if you guys didn't know that, that is true. That That's my guy. We've been doing this for a long time. I told Theo, Theo Griminger here at Player Profiler, he's the director of content at Player Profiler. I was like, yeah, we're going to start streaming live again on Sundays. He's like, okay, great. I'm excited. Jerry, you excited to get back to live streaming on Sundays? Absolutely. I said, well, let's do the 14th. And then I looked at the schedule. And you know who plays Sunday night the 14th? I do. The, the, the Detroit Lions are hosting Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And I was like, I cannot do this to Jerry. I will not do this to Jerry. I will not ask him. I will not put him in a position to have to say no. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the same thing we've been doing. We're going to record on Wednesday. We're going to upload it on YouTube for you to YouTube consumers on Thursday at 5 p.m. It'll be a podcast next Thursday. But the following week, the 21st of January, regardless of what game's on, we may even do a live stream. But we're going to get through the playoffs. We're going to talk some dynasty, some startup strategy. We'll have a lot going on. And then literally the day after the Super Bowl, Jerry and I will be 100% into the rookie game. Now, again, if you want rookies, 
subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone. Dallas is is fired up. He's putting out rookie content. Jerry, does that sound like a reasonable plan for us going forward? You are implying that the Detroit Lions are not going to be playing every Sunday for the next month, but it's fine. I will let that withstand. But no, I would watch it. I love all of you. If I had to watch it next to me on this giant monitor, I would still do that because I, I, I do I love doing I this. I can't risk it. I can't risk having you losing your wig. I know. Uh, I I wouldn't risk it. I might just say the f word a few too many times randomly because yeah, I'd be we don't we don't want to demonetize. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's no, that's no bueno. But anyway, um, that's what we have coming up. But uh, I got a quick good people, bad tweets. Jer, are you ready? Shoot. Now, this is a repeat offender. We could probably, like, if if, if there was to be, like, the, the inaugural member of the good people, bad tweets Hall of Fame, it could be Jeff Bell. Okay. At for whom Jeff Bell tolls. And, and I, I don't think he was saying that Michael Mayer is a bust, but he tweeted out a poll that said, is Michael Mayer a bust? And 80.3% of 3,731 folks said no. I agree, Jerry. What are your uh, thoughts on this tweet, and what are your thoughts on Michael Mayer? It's a fine thing to ask. I don't I don't hate that he asked it. Um, it does show just how nuts Dynasty players are, though. Because listen, he he's got great draft capital. He was productive enough as a rookie. Not everybody is going to be Sam Laporta as a rookie. TJ Hawkinson wasn't Sam Laporta as a rookie. It, we we got to just chill. I, like I don't hate it. I, I understand asking the question, and I think the poll's right. The answer is no, as of now. But it, even if we do this 365 days from now that poll is still not answerable correctly because we don't know. This is a different position. We're not talking about wide receivers. When a wide receiver comes out and they poop their pants as a rookie, you got a pretty good idea what they're going to be. That's not the case with tight ends. So, yeah, I, and, and, and you said it very well, in my opinion. I am not going to let the, the success of Sam Laporta and to a lesser degree, Dalton Kincaid, and, and I'm not going to let that impact him. He went through a quarterback change. I mean, would you be considered a bust if you had to catch passes the back half of the season from Aiden O'Connell? Just right. maybe you would. You know, and and this is the exact same conversation we could have had last year with about a guy that everyone has strapped a rocket ship to, and that's Trey McBride. Yeah. Second round picks, both college domination. Just if you go to player profile or look at their dominator rating, they're very similar. But what happened? Oh, what do you know? Zach Ertz, you know, was hurt, and then, you know, he got released from the Cardinals. Kyler Murray came back, and ta-da, there he is. You know, when the Raiders improve their quarterback position, see who the head coach is, Michael Mayer could probably be a pretty big point of their offense in 2024. So, no, he's not a bust. And if Jeff was tweeting this as a way of detecting value, because – Maybe his follow-up tweet was going to be, hey, the market sees him as a bust. Now is a good time to buy. If that was the way to do it, okay, fine. We'll call it a good people, good tweets. But I, I just like, man, why are we doing this? With, with rookies and with tight ends. You know, I, I is, is Michael Wilson a bust? Is Zach Charbonnet a bust? Or are they rookies that we are holding to a different standard. I'd love everybody to be Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed was great, but it's not. Sometimes you got to stay the course with these rookies. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go light on Jeff this time. Federal prison. Federal fucking prison. If you're that fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. If I, we're going to put Jeff in prison. The, the, prison. I, I, I think the 20% that said, yes, he is a bust already are the ones that deserve to be in prison. You are you are making a decision and making a stand far before you should be. There you go. I, I just saw this and I my I, I'm just my, my gut reaction was why are we doing this? Yeah, like why are we asking this question? And like I said, if if he's doing it from the context of hey, I'm putting this out there as a content creator, I'm trying to you know the wisdom of crowds. I want to see hey, I did this poll. If that was the the, the mindset, totally cool. But if you were if you were clearly and like honestly asking, is he a bust? 
that's where I was going with this. So that was the one that one uh, stuck in my crawl a little bit, Jerry. But uh, sure. it's it's time for you to shine. Um, we're going to get your quarterback rankings. We're going to get your wide receiver rankings. I'm going to pick them apart. I am going to be um, cold blooded and ruthless. But uh, which way do you want to go? You want to go the uh, you want to be pitching or catching? Uh, we will be pitching, I think. All right. So we're talking quarterbacks. Um, g- give us your, you know, if you have them in tears, the floor is yours. You know, I am going to go. Here's the thing. It's going to be easy for the first three because they're the exact same as yours. Josh Allen's one. Jalen Hurts is two. Patrick Mahomes is three. You had a tier, be- tier break between Hurts and Mahomes. I'm going to have Mahomes in that top tier, too, just because I know that he's an elite quarterback and he's got a great system and he's going to be there for a long time. He's hitting, you know, he's what, like 28 or something. So I'm still going to have him there. I don't think there's much discussion unless you want to, you know, argue about tears, but I don't think we do. The next sort of set, let's see, where would I have this next tier? I think, ah, see, here's my first debate. So I'm going to have Lamar at four. So that's actually the same as you two. We have not gone anything crazy. But where we have a difference is your 12 is my five. And it's Dak Prescott. He's just, he's tied to CeeDee Lamb. And if I could build a statue of CeeDee Lamb and put it behind me, Randall, I would. Because that man is him, as the kids would say. So I'm going to have Dak there. Thoughts. I I don't hate it. He's still young enough. He's coming off the QB three overall season, a mere 14 points behind Jalen Hurts. Uh, the one thing I like about Dak is that he does not feel as tush push dependent. A lot of Jalen Hurts production this year came from the tush push. His passing took a fairly substantial step backwards, to be honest. And he was able to buoy his his overall scoring with a lot of one yard, you know, rushing touchdowns. You know, Dak is going to be steady, and this team's going to be together. Um, it's not like they they were doing it with Ceedee Lamb and a and a star studded cast of characters. It was a little little Jake Turd Ferguson. It was a little Brandon Cooks. It was a little Michael Gallup. Sprinkling of Jalen Tolbert a little bit from the running backs. It wasn't like he was being carried. And I, and I don't mean this to be a shot at Tua, kind of. But he doesn't need the the Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and the whole offense to be stacked. He's got his guy, got some, some backup players. I don't hate it. I don't think it's, it's going to feel cool to, to, the, to the kids, the youngsters. But let me – can I ask you a question? Of course. Are you saying that if you draft Dak in a startup, do you feel like you can go either direction? Whether you're going to go uh, the what we call the Jerry here at the Dynasty Warzone Network, that's known as the productive struggle in year one, or if you're going to go outright contending year one, you feel like is Dak an asset that could go both ways? I Pause, do. As the I, kids do. Say. <laughs> I do think that he is definitely the oldest guy on in my top twelve at thirty, but. I do think you can go either way because I, I think Dak's going to be there for another three, four years. Like, I, I, I just don't foresee a situation that offense has been extremely productive with him. The team has been good. Cowboys fans have seen what bad play is, and it has not been that with Dak. So I think he is going to be there. So, yeah, I, I, I think you go either way. And honestly, he's not going to cost you this. He's, he's going to go closer to where you have him for sure. Let me ask you a question. We're going to talk about this other this other guy here in just a couple of picks, I'm sure. Based on your rankings, I know the answer. You're going to take Dak and whatever plus you get, and you're going to move C.J. Stroud for Dak. Plus, yes, I am. We're not. We're not. We're close to C.J. Stroud, though. Okay. Well, go on. You're 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 through five. We talked about Dak. I love Dak. Okay. I, okay. I think if you go back to when we did this last year, I was higher on Dak than than you. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I and, think and, he's and like three or something. He's just so consistent. He's yep. just he's he's like if if you want a guy who's always going to be like three to six, Dak's your guy. If you're looking for a guy who's going to go 
one overall, probably not your guy because he lacks the rushing floor, but man, he throws the ball. So the first tier was Allen Hurts and Mahomes. The second tier is Lamar and Dak. This next guy's by himself. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Joey gets he gets hurt too much, which you know is not super ideal for me, but he's young. He's tied to at least one elite wide receiver. There's a chance it's two. And he's just he's been highly successful in the league. As long as he plays, you gotta love him. The injuries. I mean, he's he's another catastrophic injury from plummeting down this list, but I can't do that until I see it again. So he's gonna be by himself. And Randall, here's where we're gonna get to the next tier. CJ Stroud and Justin Herbert. I think they're the same, if you want me to be honest with you. I've gotten nothing more than that. CJ Stroud came into this league. To quote Miley Cyrus, he came in like a wrecking ball. And he did it with the likes of Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Bro's been good. And Justin Herbert has been equally as good. He's young. He's going to have a lot of turnover, but there's a real chance it's Jim Harbaugh. And if it's Jim Harbaugh, God damn, am I excited for that. As weird as that is for Gerald Sinclair to say. So, I know you got Herbie higher. I know you don't got Stroud that high. Yeah, I'm 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 doing some some research because I don't I don't have access to these prior to you turning them in. Um, where where do you think Joe Burrow was from QB one through QB what? What do you think Joe Burrow was at the time of his injury? Well, he got hurt he, week eleven. Yes, but he had a rough first couple of weeks too. So I'm. But, that, gonna, but I'm that's get... kind of that's kind of my point though. It's kind of my point. He was QB 18 on the season. Yeah. And at that time, he was behind Russell Wilson. He was behind Baker Mayfield. He was behind Tua. He was behind Josh Dobbs at that point. And, and it's weird the past that we give players that we like. I think that because Joe Burrow is Joe Cool, arguably the greatest offense and maybe the greatest team in the history of the NCAA, um, I think, and that, that's why I think Justin Fields gets so much of a pass is because they have that college resume, that street cred. People just want to like them. And I think Trevor Lawrence, people just, and I, I compare Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. They're like in a, a, a similar tier. As far, as far as my man, Jay Herbo, loved, and I know it's G Herbo. Again, I, I, I hang out with the cool kids. But, but, but Justin Herbert, at the time of his injury, which was week 13, he was the QB six on his season. He's had a top three QB finish in, in his range of outcomes. Nothing against CJ Stroud. He had a great rookie season. And you got to take the two games that, that he missed in there with a grain of salt. Had he played those, he probably would have been in that five, six range. So I'm totally fine with you. Now, uh, his offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is up for some OC, I'm excuse me, some uh, head coaching jobs. If he were to leave, would that give you some pause? Uh, I mean, it would have to, but also I'm seeing, I'm seeing what he can do with not, not elite guys. And I think my issue with Herbert is if he loses Keenan Allen and he loses Austin Eckler, he's losing a lot of security, a lot of borderline hall of fame security. Not to say that he can't still exceed expectations because he can, because he's good. Well, he'll have Keenan Allen and, and then he'll have Mike Williams get back yep. coming off the ACL. That's and, and Mike Williams is nice, but we're talking about Mike Williams who gets hurt a lot, and we're talking about Keenan Allen who's have you seen 30 the movie whatever. Unbreakable? Uh with Samuel L. Jackson, he's like yeah. Mr. Glass. You know, you know, they're gonna do a remake of that. And Mike Williams is actually gonna play the role of Mr. Glass. I bet you did not. <laughs> Did not know that, but as as far as the running back, you know, I like Austin Eckler. We were early adapters here to Austin Eckler many moons ago. But there's so many running backs on the free agent market this year True. that could fill that, you know, from DeAndre Swift to Josh Jacobs to Tony Pollard. Just so many guys could slide into that Austin Eckler role. And nothing against Eckler, but he was a class of 2017. He's a little bit of an older guy. 100%. And he's got his injury issues. So that part doesn't bother me. And they've got the fifth overall pick. And I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts. And if you want to know more about this guy, because I have not done a ton of research besides the fact that I know he's 
hashtag good. Malik Neighbors has been the guy that I've seen consistently mocked to the LA charge. Or the, yeah, it's LA. LA? Yeah. Yeah, LA. San Diego, whatever. So I, I, I think they'll address that. I've also seen Brock Bowers mock to them. I think five would be ridiculous. Have we learned yeah. nothing from the Kyle Pitts fiasco? But I'm not worried about Jay Herbo having weapons. But that I those mean, are I, my I mean, I got him at that QB seven, so I don't entirely either. Uh, the next one, uh, you actually have him in a tier. He's uh, he's eight. I have him eight. at eight. Is that what it is? Okay. The Ocho. The next one, number nine. You're not going to like it as much. He's just tied to too much elite talent and a nice young coach. I got to put Tua here. It's I, I like I understand your worries with him. I don't necessarily disagree with them. But if I were out there with Tyreek Hill, I could throw for a thousand yards. That's not true. That's absolutely hyperbole. But Tua is good enough to get the ball to Jalen Waddle and to throw it to A Chain and to throw it to Tyreek Hill and be helpful enough to fantasy and dynasty players that I'm I'm gonna put him up there. The next guy's Brock Purdy. It, bro's good. Bro's got all the talent in the exact same way that Tua does. He's got Christian McCaffrey to throw it to. He's got Brandon Ayuk to throw it to. He's got Debo four games out of the year. He's in a great situation with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I got to put my my fellow Ames brother in there. Any thoughts on those guys? I, I mean, I know you uh, had I, Purdy I, I, about I, in the same spot, but you didn't have Tua in your top I, twelve. I, I I would not touch Tua with a ten foot pole. Let let me let me read you. So with those same weapons. Let me read you his points scored from week nine on. Yep. 12.4, 17 6, 7.8, 19.2, 9.1, 13, 15 and a half, 14.8762. It's not elite. It's not. It's not even good. He he did well early in the season. I don't know that that offense has a different pitch. I think they want to run the ball more than we realize. It is a derivative sure. of the Kyle Shanahan offense, and Mike McDaniel was the run game coordinator. Uh, I think those numbers could have been worse had Mostert been healthy. And in fairness, those numbers could go up because you're not going to have more than likely a, a running back get 21 rushing touchdowns next year. So um, there is room. I just I don't love I, it. I don't, I, I, I don't I, necessarily I, disagree. My my thing is. How many elite quarterbacks are there really that are sort of in this age group? Like, I'm not putting Kirk in here. I'm probably not putting Goff in here, even though Goff's been pretty good. Like, I could do Jordan Love, but do you really feel like Jordan Love is a QB1 on your dynasty team? I just don't. Well, go ahead, because I, I have some questions. Go ahead and give me 11 and 12 on the on the Jerry list. Well, you're going to effing hate 11 and 12 too, bud. So okay. we, we got we got conversations to be had. Let's Number 11, uh -huh. Justin Fields. Oh my Number God. 12. Yep. Number 12, Trevor Lawrence. So, okay. oh my God, do you believe the atrocity of this man ranking Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence? Here's the thing. Justin Fields has been good for Dynasty. And I don't think he's not going to be a starter in the league. And if he's not in Chicago, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean, the dude's like QB, what, 18, probably, 18, 19 this year. He missed four games. Last year, he was a QB, probably like seven. I mean, he's going to rush for 800 yards. I don't know. I don't I don't have his numbers in front of me. But if okay, the dude okay. plays. Well, I'll ask you. Last, last year, he had, four, he had 1,100 yards. Okay. He, he played 12 games this year. How many rushing uh, – I'll ask you a two-parter. How okay. many total rushing yards did he have, and how many 100-yard games did he have? Uh, I don't know the 100-yard games off the top of my head. I don't think he had any against the Lions, and that's usually who he does it against. I would say he had 700 yards. You're setting me up for six, zero 100-yard six, six, games. 657 and actually one against the Lions, as a matter of fact. Oh, you nailed okay. it. But, but that's my point. Daniel Jones 12, last year had 12, the he had the exact same rushing yards. I agree, but we also advocated for Daniel Jones last year because he was doing. But those not things. as a QB one, we didn't. I, I, I didn't. agree. I agree. 
But I'm just saying, we have seen this. This is a trend with Justin Fields. He broke and run it like a maniac. And that's good for fantasy points. And I don't care that he's bad. And I don't care that he loses games. He's going to be a starting quarterback. We saw a plethora of absolute garbanzo beans throwing the ball throughout the season in the NFL. Don't tell me Justin Fields doesn't deserve to be a starter. You would lie to me and yourself by doing that. No, no I, is, I, I, I totally believe. Be a starter, and if he's a starter, then he's going to put up some dynasty points. Is is he worth everything that everyone says? No, absolutely not. But if I can get 800 rushing yards out of a dude, he probably deserves to be in this range. The fact that you, I, I, I have, I'm floored because... I can't believe you don't have Kyler Murray in there. Uh, Kyler Murray, oh, I, I will take Justin Fields never over Kyler Murray, and I am not a Kyler fan. I am not Kyler's the biggest proponent of, of the mayor of Munchkinland. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not <laughs> his I biggest. Have been. I, I and and I, I think that's the the biggest miss. That's the one guy that's in your top twelve that's missing for me versus mine. I don't have a problem. Justin Fields is in that next cluster for me. There's a lot of guys. I think it's more than five. Is too. And that, Caleb that, Williams. Caleb, I, I don't have Caleb Williams in here just because. Yeah, I, I had Caleb. I mean, I, I'm showing respect for the college pedigree and where I think he's going to go. Which is fair. My issue is where he's going to go. Like New England, gross. He's going, he's going to Chicago. Gross. Arizona, uh, gross. I don't I'm. You just wait. Uh, I, listen, I, I hope that's the case because either way, the Bears are going to be absolute crap and I don't care. But I I think he's going to – one of these teams is going to trade up for him and they're just going to be fine with it and they're just going to pile picks on. And if he goes to the Patriots or the Commanders or Atlanta or the Titans – not probably not the Titans, but it's – no, It's a no-lose situation. It's a, it's, it's, it's a no-win situation. Because if Caleb Williams goes, and if and he, he goes has, to Chicago, then he's got to play in cold weather. Well, that, but that's okay. He's from Washington. Ooh. But here's yeah. the, if you're Ryan yeah. Poles, and, and if you're the guy, you're the guy who passes on Caleb Williams, and he even has C.J. Stroud's rookie year. Hundred percent. You're never going to live that down. You're Correct. all. You're you're always going to have that that resume of you're the guy who passed on Caleb Williams for Justin and C.J. Stroud and, 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 and C.J. Stroud. And this is a negative double-edged sword. Because then, if Justin Fields doesn't take this leap, then everybody thinks he's going to. He was going to take this year, yeah. but all of a sudden he's going to take next year. I don't know why next year versus this year, but next year he's going to take a leap. By the way, you know his record in division. Uh, ass. It's two, it's two and four. Currently, he's the third best quarterback in his division. How are you going to make the playoffs with the third best quarterback in your division? You got to roll the dice. You got to get him out of there. From a fantasy standpoint, a dynasty standpoint, I dig it. But it, it, it's it's a pretty much a known thing in the NFL. If you can't win your division, you can't make the playoffs. You can squeak in. You can pull a Seattle last year. You can pull a Pittsburgh this year. But if if you want to go through there with suboptimal QB play, good luck. Because because we, we saw Jordan Love, and that's the guy I want to ask you about. We saw Jordan Love absolutely put on a clinic. He doesn't have DJ Moore. He doesn't have Cole Komet. He's got a rookie. He's got a rookie in Jaden Reed. Comparably, though, as a rookie, Jaden Reed, very similar to DJ Moore. Yeah, Just throwing that out there. Sure, sure. I'm not saying he's not good. But but you can't say, well, you know, I, yes, Justin I, Fields I know doesn't have saying. anybody. Yes, he's, got Romeo, he's got Romeo Dubes. Luke Musgrave's been hurt most of the year. So has Christian Watson. Aaron Jones was hurt a bunch. And all and all Jordan Love did was go out and hang a thirty burger in touchdowns. Where do you put Jordan Love? Close, real close. It, honestly, I almost put him in over Trevor Lawrence, but I still have the respect that Trevor Lawrence deserves. It was a bad year. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget about it as best I can. Maybe this is me just liking the guys that I like. But I, I'm I'm told I'm totally fine with that. But. 4,159 yards passing, 32 touchdowns, and he chipped in with, guess what, the same number of rushing touchdowns as Justin Fields. Four. Four yeah. rushing touchdowns. The guy finishes the QB five, and all those guys are going to be a year older. You know they're going to continue to make improvements there, and that that's kind of my, goes back to my thing with Justin Fields. 
Jordan Love is only going to get better. At least I agree. If, if if he if because if we we just assume. So for me, I think I think Justin Fields is going to be a Raider. That is my prediction. If that is, is the case, he will not remain in my top 12. He he is going to go to the Raiders. Everybody says, oh, they're going to trade him to Atlanta. If you're Chicago, why would you want to trade him to an NFC team when you can see him potentially every year? Yeah. Instead, you can send him to the AFC, and you see him once every four years. So that that's my prediction. Uh, I think Jordan Love is – I think he's being undersold, and I think we both – we should take that under advisement. If there was one guy that I would move up, I think it should be Jordan Love. I think that's fair. Because he's yeah, going to have the same what? coach. I, I agree. Same and offense. I, and it it they should all be growing and all be better. And I, I'm with you. I agree he is absolutely disrespected. Uh, unpopular opinion, I think Bryce Young is too. I know he was crap. I know he was crap. I know that team's crap. I know everything about it is crap. But... Here's the thing, and and, and Bro this did a, not just turn into a pumpkin, and, j- just because it, it it it'll take some time. Listen, we saw C.J. Stroud. This is this is Michael Mayer and Sam Laporta. This is C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Not everybody has the same situation. Not everybody has the same things that turn the correct way. I, I think he is a person that maybe we invested too much in him at 101 or 102 or 103 or wherever we took him, but that doesn't mean he doesn't still have value going forward. I think Bryce Young could be Tua. He just needs the help that fair. Tua's got. I think he needs – so I, I'm going to give Colin Cowherd credit for this because he, he said this. What made Andrew Luck special was he was so talented, he could overcome the dysfunction of the Colts organization. He could have overcame Ryan Grigson. He overcame Chuck Pagano. And he took that team to an AFC championship game. That's how talented Andrew Luck is. And that's where I get – and, and I like that th- thought process because I believe Justin Fields is talented. I don't believe he's talented enough to drag a bad organization like Andrew Luck did. I'm not even sure that Caleb Williams can do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm also, as much as I've been a Trevor Lawrence fan, I don't think he could do it either. I think he's Jared Goff with better hair is what I'm starting to think about, about Trevor Lawrence and, and a better PR department of his own. So I, I, I'm very leery of these quarterbacks. And like Dak, Dak doesn't need the organization to drag him. No. And, and and that's my thing is some of these – and Bucky, this is a Bucky Brooks term. Some quarterbacks are a truck, and they can drag the team. They can drag the trailer. And then some quarterbacks are the trailer that need to be drugged by the team. I think Bryce Young is a trailer. But if he gets attached to a really smart OC – um. The tandem that I want for like the teams that I like, and I know people will be like, "Oh my god," but I, I really, I because if you, if let me ask you a question, if you're Josh McDaniel, are you going back to Bill Belichick wherever he lands? Do you want to? I mean, it looks awful bad, right? It's like, yeah. well, here he goes, tail tucked between his legs, running back to yeah. Uncle Bill. Looks bad. Mm-hmm. Why not go? Why not go? But, but you know what, Josh McDaniel's for whatever you think is a hell of an offensive coordinator, sure. not a good head coach. Really good offensive coordinator. Why not go work with a guy that you know in Mike Vrabel? I would love to see Mike Vrabel team up with with Josh McDaniels or team up with Arthur Smith. And you can laugh, but Arthur Smith, if I remember correctly, Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel got the number one overall seed a couple of years ago, and they beat Lamar the year he won the MVP and had the bye last time. Remember that. So, so that's what I'm looking for. If they were managed to pull off that kind of a coup in Carolina where they brought in Vrabel and Vrabel brought in a, a veteran proven experience, because the cool thing about getting Vrabel and one of those guys is no one's coming looking for them. Everybody's coming to Detroit to get Ben Johnson. Everybody's coming to steal their offensive coordinator. No one's coming to steal Arthur Smith as your play caller. No. Josh McDaniels is done. He's not getting that third option to be a head coach. So once you get him, they're going to be in place, and that continuity and consistency will really help. So um, if I had a dream, a dream scenario, the Raiders keep Antonio Pierce. They sign Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator, trade for Justin Fields. 
Think back to what Ryan Tannehill did under Arthur Smith in that offense in Tennessee with no weapons. Now have a way better athlete, an equally as good passer when he has time with Devontae Adams, Michael Mayer, Jacoby Myers, or whoever they bring in. That's going to be a lot of fun from the QB position, Jer. But guess what? We have all off season to speculate on that. Yeah, we do. But but, but if you don't want to sep- if you don't want to speculate about these rookie picks coming up, you may want to check out the Breakout Finder. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also Breakout Finder-only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall Breakout Finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players. And then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the app store, go to Google play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder. And then couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats go download it and thank me later there you go and especially at the running back position this year the breakout finder will be very useful just because i think the running back class is going to be the hardest one to rank i think i I feel pretty comfortable about my qbs feel pretty comfortable at least the top half of the wide receiver class uh tight end is kind of uh thin but, man, yeah. that running back class, that breakout finder is going to come in huge. Absolutely. All right, Jerry, let's get into your wide receiver rankings. Uh, go ahead and give me that top tier. And uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm listening for a very particular name. You know, the top tier is you're not going to get the particular name. You'll get it in the second one. First one is going to be C.D. Lamb. Two is Justin Jefferson. Three is Jamar Chase. So the same three as you. Two and three are switched. If there's a human being that doesn't have those three, I would be stunned, honestly. And if they do, it's because they have one of the next guys in it, which is in another tier of their own, which is Amon Ross St. Brown and A.J. Brown. The Brown oh, brothers. I had that too, the, the Brown tier. Yes. Yes. So we have, we, have, we, have, we have the same five. Yep. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think really anyone it's, it's, probably. It's pretty simple. It's. It, it, it's it's pretty simple at the top. I think my number seven guy, I think some people will have him up there. You did not have him up there, but number six is Tyreek. He's old. I get it. And if you take him there, you are sort of picking a strategy that is win now. And I understand that it limits you, but if we're in that situation and I'm looking at the rest of the guys on my list, I know I get a guy that can win me matchups by himself. And I will not pass on that guy. And so Tyreek is going to be there in a tier by himself. Numero siete is Puka Nakua. Randall, I hate putting him there, but I cannot not put him there. I would have such a hard time drafting him with such high draft capital just because I don't know if it's repeatable. But if you have a person that comes into the NFL as a rookie and gets 1,400 yards and they are still tied to the absolute greatest thing to ever happen to dynasty wide receivers in Matthew Stafford, I have to keep him there. What Matthew Stafford does to whoever he decides to target is a thing of wonder, and he deserves to be in the dynasty hall of fame simply for that. Not even for his own decent QB1 slash QB2 production, because his stats alone would not dictate that he be a Dynasty Hall of Famer. But what he did for Calvin Johnson, what he did for Cooper Cup, and what he is doing for Puka Nakua absolutely makes that guy deserve to be in whatever the hell the Canton is of fantasy football. Well, I, I, I don't hate it, but, but here is some of the reasoning why I didn't do it. Do you remember, I think it was maybe 2019, 2020, you remember a very magical season a guy named Chris Godwin had? I do. 
Remember how high we all slingshotted him? Dynasty two, I believe, was yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, On player profiler, at one time he was um, dressed up as the Lord God. Win. That's my fear. Is that Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup could very well pull the Mike Evans to him. I have no problem if you want to go Puka twelve through eighteen as your wide receiver two. But to have him that high as like my cornerstone wide receiver, I cannot do that. Um, I would take at least two of the rookies ahead of him. Uh, the more I'm learning about neighbors, the more I like neighbors. I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. Our boy Ray Garvin, he does a thing called the Trinity Score. And Malik Neighbors is like one of the best prospects he's ever reviewed. And Ray's opinion on prospects carries a lot of weight. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm probably being a little too judgmental because uh, I saw one of my personal favorites at one time, James Robinson, come in and have a, a magic rookie season, followed it up with a pretty decent season. And in fairness, injury derailed him, but he's but Puka's not a special athlete. He's a really good football player. I don't know what 2024 looks like, um, but kudos to him. I would vote him rookie of the year over C.J. Stroud. Nothing against C.J. Stroud. Um, because I don't give CJ Stroud a lot of, a lot of credit for getting to the playoffs that I'm not getting, giving Puka. I got news for you. A lot of the reason why the Rams are in the playoffs is Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams because Cooper cup was hurt a bunch and Tyler Higby sucked. So you got to give Puka a ton of credit, but he set records, records. Um, when, when, when you look back, if, if you just arrived here from Mars, and you have no idea what fantasy football or football is at all, and you're looking through the record book, you're just reading it, and it's not Randy Moss, the most rookie yards of all time. It's not Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, Calvin Jones. It's not. It's Puka Nakua. Put some respect on that man's name. Give him rookie of the year. For me, I'm not going to give it away because I'm going to be doing rankings for player profiler. He's going to be right there in 13 to 15. He's just outside the top 12, but I love him. I think it's a, I, I, it's a ballsy call, and you're a ballsy man. You know, I try. Uh, usually they're little marbles, but I had, to get, I had to grow them a little bit. My issue is just he's got Stafford, and the stats play it out. I, do, I don't disagree that it's not scary, but honestly, I could make an argument that everyone that I'm about to talk to is also scary. So next guy, Brandon Ayuk. I mean... He's he's got to deal with Debo. You know, he's had some injuries. This is his first year of really being an absolute animal. But he's in that perfect age group. He's in that perfect offense. He seems like he's going to be the guy. And I just talked about Debo, but guess who gets hurt? Guess who's actually going to be the Mr. Glass in Unbreakable? It's Debo Samuel. So I'm going I'm to have Ayuk there. Next guy, Marvin. I, I am trusting smarter men than me and women who say that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the next coming, the next great dynasty messiah. I am not a scout. I will not pretend to be a scout. What I have seen is him be awesome. And he has been awesome against players that are going to be in the NFL. He's done good things against Michigan, against Georgia, against all of these guys that have had first-round picks and they've been successful in the NFL. And honestly, he's looked awesome. So it's, Can I throw one more thing in on, on Marvin Harrison Jr.? I would love it if you did. Based on the way that I've seen the mock so far, one's going to be Caleb. Whether the Bears trade up or trade down, don't really know. But Caleb Williams is going to be the one. And then everybody has Drake May going two. Jaden Daniels going three. Which means the earliest that Marvin Harrison Jr. would go would be four. And if he slipped past four, he would go five. Arizona he's going to be Chargers. locked into Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert. And yep. so, and, and, and this is that now they weren't teammates in college, but this is that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase corollary where you have a really talented quarterback who you're giving the best wide receiver in the class. And that's scary. Let me ask you this. Let's say hypothetically, if he lands in Arizona, do you move him up? Or if he lands in LA with the Chargers, do you move him up? Does, uh, does he move does he move past Puka or Ayuk with a good landing spot? He definitely moves past Ayuk. 
I don't know if I can put him ahead of Puka yet just because of what I've seen Puka do. Because I, I listen, Marvin Jones can be the best prospect that there is. Getting 1,400 Marvin yards. Harrison, you have uh, Marvin Jones on the brain. You have Lions on oh, the brain. Oh, did I, did I say Marvin Jones? God. Um, Freudian slip. Yes. Yes. Marvin Harrison. Uh, it, it, to predict that he could get 1,400 yards as a rookie is just something that's not not feasible. If he got 1,100 or 1,200, he's still a superstar and you're extremely happy. But to to go beyond what Puka did and have Stafford, that's a whole thing. But either way, I'm giving him lots of respect by putting him ahead of the names that I have on this list. So what is that? That's nine. CD, JJ, Chase. Yes, sir. You are at nine currently. That's nine. So 10. To round out the top 10, a guy that you didn't have, Randall, Jalen Waddell. I get it. Tyreek's there, but dude's young. Dude's had multiple thousand yard seasons. He had a 1300 yard receiving season as a sophomore. Dude's good. I like him. And and if I can get him at 10 and he's what, like 25 or something? Yeah, that's a deal. Uh 11, DJ Moore. I mean, what more do you need to see from that man? Uh, we talked about Justin Fields ad nauseum. Um, not the best passer, not the best situation with Lake Michigan right there, blowing wind all over you and cold, and he was still awesome. Honestly, his best season. 12, this is the one that I didn't want to put, but I am putting it because I do believe Aaron Rodgers will be there, and it's Garrett Wilson. Because at this point, Garrett Wilson is what DJ Moore used to be. He's going to get you 1050, and he's going to get you four touchdowns, and that's not good enough to be in the top 12. So I am going out on a limb a little bit, and I am going to assume that the situation will get better. Granted, it can't really get worse, and he was still successful enough with it as bad as it was, which makes me believe in him to 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 have the confidence to put him in a situation like this. Could he be wide receiver 28 on a season? Yeah, he could. Could he also be wide receiver 5? I think so. So I'm just going to split it right there. Uh, I, I will just say this. Um and and I, I give you kudos for not going along with the the dynasty cognoscente out there and, and putting Chris Alave in your top twelve out of what feels like obligation. The the big one I have is I'm not putting now correct me if I'm wrong, one of the reasons why you liked Puka is because he had all those targets, right? Hundred percent. Hundred and sixty targets, right? Yep. You don't like Michael Pittman at hundred and fifty six? Oh, and Michael so Pittman I, played one less game. I agree. Michael Pittman Fun fact is written on here at number 10 and I scribbled him out. Yeah. It's I, the I, touchdowns. It's the, I don't know who the quarterback is going to be because I don't trust Anthony Richardson to stay healthy. And even when he's had the quarterbacks that he's had, he's had four touchdowns a year and four touchdowns a year does not put you on this list. I know it's not fair, but fantasy points are fantasy points. And I don't know that that offense is going to score enough points via him through him to have him justified on this list. Now, granted, am I going to have more Michael Pittman because of that than I am going to have some of these guys at the back end? You bet your fucking ass I am. But I don't know if his production is going to meet the threshold that puts him up here. I mean, maybe you're going on a touchdowns per targets, but Jalen Waddle had four touchdowns. He did. He did. He's also not had that every single year of his career, though. I I. That, that's fair. I, I just uh, I, I just think that that was the miss. Um, there's going to be push for Nico Collins. I I uh, I thought about Nico as well. I, I think I just, Nico I don't have the needs to avoid. There. He needs to avoid competition. Um, plus, I, I would need to see in in game splits with Tank Dell because there was a, a time there in the middle of the season where Tank Dell was coming on like a hurricane. Yeah, as a, as a favorite target. Be curious to see if Dalton Schultz comes back, but this is going to be a solid offense. Um, but I I don't think that the Texans will shy away from looking in what's going to be because this is how you help a young quarterback. You go out and keep getting him weapons. You don't say, well, we got enough. And, you know, they still have a first-round pick, and they still have a second-round pick. And 
You know, they could be looking. I don't think they'll be drafting anywhere near the top three wide receivers in this class, but I think they're still going to add someone there. Um, as, as much as I'm going to give you the business about not putting Michael Pittman in there, I, I give you all the flowers in the world for not putting Chris Olave in there. Because I'll be honest, for me, I did not have the courage, and that's the word. I did not have the courage to to put him to put him in outside of my top twelve. He's close. Don't get me wrong. Like he's, pro- he's oh for he's, sure. But I'm looking at 1,100 yards and four touchdowns. Like he's he's what DJ Moore was, and that's not the threshold to put you in this section. C- could he grow? Of course he could. I don't think that situation is going to change tremendously. And if it's going to be the same, then I have to put him just a hair below. I don't think he's incapable of being on this list. He absolutely is. But from what I've seen and what that situation dictates, his role is. No, he's probably wide receiver 15 or 16 or 13 or somewhere in there. I don't know. That's just picking and choosing. But He's not far behind. You're absolutely thrilled to get Chris Olave where you're going to get Chris Olave, especially if he drops to where I have him. But I just, I don't have, like I said, they're little marbles. I, they're going to remain little marbles with him for this one. All right. Well, you did it. You did it. Um, I, I like some. Uh, I give you props for some. Uh, like I'm like, what the hell is he thinking on some? But overall, Jerry, I think you did a good job. I think I think you did a good job. I think it was solid. I think uh, it also led to good conversation. So let's do another one next Wednesday for a Thursday podcast. What do you think? Okay. We we will talk about our dynasty MVPs, um, dynasty busts, best call, worst call. Um, like to throw Jay Harris. Spoiler like, alert. Like to throw the uh, the the commissioners of the world a bone. Who's the best commissioner of the leagues that I played in? Um, Jerry will do that as well. We already know the answer, kinda. It's Neil. Neil is the admin, and he helps me co-commission our patron leagues. And uh, I want to make sure that I I give a shout out to Jared, Craig, and Andrew, our three newest patrons. They got in the league. They already got hooked up with orphans. We have three more orphans uh, that I know of. So if you want to get in, you better get in quick. Neil and I waste no time. Um, He is the brains. I am the muscle. That's not even true. Um, I'm just the guy who holds on to the money and makes sure everybody gets paid. And Neil does a tremendous job of making sure the leagues run well. And you know what? It's been great to see everybody in the chat getting along, asking good questions, jumping in like they've been there for years, Jer. True. It's it's a piece of art that belongs including to the Scotsman. It is. The, the, Craig's a Scotsman. So we, we continue to be international with our dynasty flavor. So shout out to those guys. You and know, maybe you want, maybe one day we'll just do a, a whole podcast in a Scottish accent. How Neil's about Scottish I, too? Neil, that's what I told uh, Craig when he signed up. I was like, Neil's going to get you hooked up with a patron league. And uh, he's a fellow Scotsman by way of Australia. I'll let you ask. But that's the good stuff at the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, we'll be doing our at least our first of probably two or three. That's usually the number of startups we do. Uh, that'll be sometime around like Valentine's Day. We want to get through the Super Bowl. Guys, if you made it this far, let me give you a piece of advice. Jerry, you ready for a piece of advice? I would love some. I always need some. Don't be afraid to look at your rosters and give them a performance review Hey, what do we do right? What do we do wrong? What am I going to do differently? You as a dynasty commissioner or a dynasty manager, hey, where were my mistakes? You know, I was too cautious. I was too reckless, whatever that is. Those are the kind of things that you can think about. Maybe you use polls like the one that Jeff posted earlier about looking for players to buy. But do not be afraid to take a little bit of a break start learning about the rookies, and you know what? When Sunday comes, you just sit and enjoy the game. We're as into this as anybody else. We love the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football, but there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with the next 30 days because that's about when the Super Bowl is. It's four weeks from Sunday. There's nothing wrong with enjoying football. We'll be live streaming starting the 21st. We'll do like a bit of a watch-along. We'll talk about the game. 
we got a lot of cool stuff here, as well as the team at Player Profiler, Jerry. They are all animals, just like you. They don't ever sleep. I don't know how any of you guys do it. It's wild. Go Lions. It's a, it's a sheer will and determination. Uh, I'll give a shout out to my buddy, Matty Kiwoom. He hosts a new show here on Player Profiler called The Blue Chips. Again, if you're looking for that rookie content and you just can't wait and you really want to get like that early preview, check out the Dynasty Warzone podcast or YouTube, whatever you're into. Check those out, and then you'll get stuff from Dallas, and then check out the Blue Chips with Matty Kiwoom, and you'll know even more. Start getting that wisdom of crowds. You'll be ahead of your rookie drafts. And uh, Jerry, I'll see you back here next week. Uh, I'll say good luck to the Lions. I don't think they do it. Uh, check out playerprofiler.com and uh, Jerry, send these people out of here. Later, boys. Go Lions, baby. Go Lions, baby. You heard him say it. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak